Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 83 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company. Do you need a support community? Yes, you probably do. Support communities are a critical component to a healthy digital customer support program. Telligent, a variant company, is a leader in community software for support communities and digital marketing. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services, which enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack! Welcome to Manic Monday. And if you are listening to this live, Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates Christmas. I just realized when I was looking at the calendar that I neglected to say Happy Hanukkah to everyone on the first day of Hanukkah because we had the TSA on. David Johnston from the TSA was on, so I was so excited to hear what he was saying. I forgot to say Happy Hanukkah to everyone. Tomorrow is Boxing Day in Canada and the first day of Kwanzaa, so hopefully I'll remember to say Happy Holidays to those of you who celebrate those holidays. All right, so before we get started today, I do want to remind you, especially since today is Christmas, I do have a gift for you, courtesy of Telligent, our sponsor for the month of December, free coaching sessions with me. They're only available through the end of December, so hurry up and sign up. You might be off for the holidays or what have you. Doesn't matter. I've got a few slots opened up over this holiday season, so hurry up and grab those in case you're off for the holidays and you're just stressing out about what you're supposed to do for your next year's plans and your strategy. Also, on Thursday, episode 86, I will be talking a little bit about planning next year's strategy, but we'll get to that later. Okay, so let's move on and get to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from John C. Maxwell, who said, A man must be big enough to admit his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough to correct them. And our book of the day is Customer Service, New Rules for a Social Media World by Peter Shankman. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about performing an end-of-year review. That's right. We know that the end of the year is fast approaching, and this is a great time for us to contemplate what has happened throughout this year and what we should be looking toward next year in terms of next steps new strategy, new opportunities. So when we talk about end of year, what should we be doing? Well, I think, especially as this is a Manic Monday episode, I thought, you know, it'd be great is it's the end of the year. Let's gather up all of the different reporting elements. 
have a review of what happened last year and just examine all of that to see what information and data, what clues we can shake out of all that data, and then what that points us toward for next year. And I thought that we might all benefit from just going through these thought processes step by step to examining what it is that happened last year. So where should we start? I think a great place for us to start is to gather up all of our monthly reporting from last year and also gather up our goals that we set for ourselves for last year and just start leafing through all of the information to see what stands out, what pops out, what sort of makes itself known out of this data. One of the first things I recommend looking at are your key performance indicators month over month. If you referred back to episode three and episode eight, these are Frankie's top nine KPIs plus a bonus, and that will give you an indication of where you can start. Have a look at your cost per transaction. What did it do from month to month? When you are calculating your cost per transaction based on all of your key performance indicators feeding into that, what happened to it? Did it get more expensive and less expensive from one month to another? What caused that to happen? Was there a special thing that happened from one month to another that allowed you to achieve a lower cost per transaction? Just take note of that. Also something to take note of would be your initial response time. On episode 43, I explained how I think initial response time is going to be critical as we move forward in social media customer care because of the different use cases that are in place with today's customers. So it would be interesting for you to have a look back if you're able to measure your initial response time with your fancy tool. Be great to look back and understand what was your initial response time month over month And were there factors that were causing the initial response time to get better or worse? Can you look back and understand that there was some event that was happening or some strategy shift that occurred that allowed you to have a better response time or caused you maybe to have a worse response time? Take note of that and let's just move forward from there into average handle time. Same thing, when you had a lower average handle time, what was happening there? Capture that and then look to see what was happening when you had longer average handle times. And then let's look at customer satisfaction scores. When you are sending out surveys or understanding in whatever way you do what your customer satisfaction is, what was impacting that? If you had a lower initial response time, what was the impact on customer satisfaction and your NPS, your net promoter score? Also, Your average handle time, what was the impact when your average handle time was lower versus when it was higher on customer satisfaction? It may be that it was what we think, and it would be that if your average handle time is shorter, then your customer satisfaction is higher, but that's not necessarily always the case. Maybe the customer felt rushed, the customer felt like their issue wasn't fully resolved. You never know. So have a look at the data. If you can sit down and do this with your data analyst, that would be a great present, right? But just have a look and see what you're finding. See what stands out to you. Do the same thing with quality. When you're going through your quality scores on your agents and then overall quality, see what what occurs to you. What is standing out in your quality? 
Is there some initiative that you put forward that helped quality scores improve? Or do you conversely notice that there was some dip after something was introduced? I'm imagining that you have printouts of these reports, and maybe you just have a red pen, and you're just jotting down notes in your reports, you just want to let all of this sort of flow through. Now, you also want to see, were there any major objectives or milestones achieved? Were you trying to break through some initial response time barrier and get down below some threshold? Maybe you wanted to get below a minute on your initial response time. Maybe you wanted to get below 30 seconds or 15 seconds. Look and see when did that happen? How many times did that happen? And then you also want to look to see which types of issues customers reached out to you for on which channels. This is not intuitive necessarily. It's something that you have to take pause and think about. Do customers reach out to you for tech support issues only on Facebook, and then they reach out to you for billing issues on Twitter? Maybe you don't get tech support issues at all on social media. Those are all going to your call center or your support chat. You want to understand what's the volume mix of the issues that are coming into you and see if you can look at that that way. Again, we're just sort of letting the data tell us what it wants to tell us by all of the numbers that we've gathered month over month. Now, that's all KPIs. Let's look at channels. We were just talking about which types of issues which customers are reaching out to us about on which channels. Look and see for each particular channel now, are all of your channels still highly useful? Are customers still reaching out to you on Facebook or has that declined? What about Twitter? Maybe you had an Instagram account that you stood up. Are customers engaging with you there or is engagement really slow? Just look and see where you've provided service over the year and look to see if it's performing how you expected or if it's performing in a different way. And then also with channels, you want to see, are there channels where you should be, but you're not yet covering? Do you know that there's going to be a surge in usage in some channels? Some folks are talking about Snapchat. What if you have a much younger demographic and you're a hip and trendy product? Do you need to be out on Snapchat, but you're not there yet? Maybe even if you don't have data on your own company, You can be looking to see what your competitors or other folks in your vertical are doing in terms of channels like Snapchat, where maybe you're not there yet, but they are. Just have these observations kind of noted down and understand these channels are still working and going strong. These channels were supporting, but they're really not very active. And then You can note concern for the fact that it seems like you would be very active if you were to open up different channels. See where I'm kind of going with this? Now, the other thing that I'd like for you to take stock of is the events that happened this year. What happened in terms of your digital and social customer care program? Did you have a snowstorm event? Was there some sort of equipment or manufacturing malfunction? Was there a lot of press and publicity from some new product or service launch that you had? Look and see what the milestones of these events were that happened. Just jot down what happened, why did it happen, what was the impact, and in terms of how you covered it with your team, what were the lessons that you learned? 
There could always be positive lessons where you tried something new and it worked out really well for you. You only did it because you were in a pinch, but found out that there was some sort of positive outcome from that. Or conversely, maybe there were things that were done where the feedback was not positive. What did you learn either way? And then because of what you learned, what are the improvements that you either already made or plan to make in the next year in order to make sure that that doesn't happen again? We're just sort of taking inventory and understanding what all happened last year. And then let's talk too about special ops. You can refer back to episode 23, Reporting on Special Ops, for more details on what I mean by special ops. But essentially, special ops refers to special operations. It means any project that you went out with where you were treating something maybe as a pilot program, as a test, you were going out to do something a little different, you're taking notes on it as a special kind of project, and then determining what the outcome was and whether you would continue on with that or stop doing that. So let's have a look at how many of these special ops projects did you complete this year? What type of projects were these? Were these trying to start doing sales over social media customer care? Yes, you can sell over social customer care. That's being more widely accepted now. How did that go? What were the outcomes? What was achieved? These are things that you can definitely reflect back on at the end of the year and understand if you have a look at it. I know if you feel scared right now and you're like, oh, I didn't do nearly as many of those as I meant to do. That's okay. Just capture notes down for yourself and understand I only did two or three special projects last year because things got crazy. I ran out of time. Running the team was all I can do. That's okay. Because what can happen is you can understand that that was the case and put it top of mind next year. Maybe that's one of the goals that you put forward is putting out two or three special ops projects so that you can make sure that you are, what do they say? It's you need to be draining the swamp while you're slaying the alligators. And I know I'll get this wrong, but essentially there's those daily alligators that you've got to slay so that you can make it through the day-to-day, but the overall objective is to drain the entire swamp so you can't lose sight of those long-term goals while you're keeping track of the short-term goals that you have. So look and see what you did for special ops and see what you can do next year to do more of them if you need to or continue on if you've already been doing a lot of the special ops. Now let's talk about our fantastic agents. You know, they worked so hard for us all year long. They do their best. It's a very visible channel. All of your mistakes feel like they could be under a magnifying glass sometimes. So kudos to all of the digital and social care agents that are out there making it happen every day. It is not easy to please all of those customers, as we all know. So giant applause to all the agents who are doing the work. So Let's take a look at agent performance. If you look at your entire crew, who was it that really shined? Who was it that maybe came up with a new idea or found a process that wasn't working anymore or came up with a new strategy for how to do something different? Who was it that was so productive? Who was it, conversely, who maybe had some opportunities Maybe they struggled a little bit last year. Why did they struggle? And what could be done differently to make sure that they're really given an opportunity to shine and positioned for success? Take a look at your agent performance and just jot down some notes to yourself with question marks or 
exclamation points for kudos to people. Make notes on your reports about the agents and what they did. Now, let's look back at our big picture, the return on investment. Let's have a look at referring back to that cost per transaction. What did that look like? How was that, like we said, month over month? And then let's also have a look at deflection. When I say deflection, I'm referring to not only deflecting calls from the call center, meaning that the social customer care or digital customer care program was able to probably at a lower cost handle a transaction rather than having it happen over in the call center, which tends to be a much higher cost place to have a transaction than your social and digital customer care channels like support chat. Did you have deflection there? But also, were you able to deflect from your social and digital customer care programs to an even lower cost place, which would be maybe it's your community. Maybe you've got customers helping customers where there's very little or no moderator involvement. So the cost of the company is minimal. Then you also have self-service opportunities. If you're able to take a customer where maybe your social or customer care agents or support chat agents were able to say, Mr. Customer, here's the answer to your question. And also, did you know that we have this support community over here? Or did you know that we've got all this self-service information over on our website? And did that customer just never come back again? If you're not able to tell those deflection numbers with the setup that you have now, maybe there's an opportunity for you next year to work with your web strategy or your website IT department so that you can try to get together on understanding how you can measure that. There's always different ways that you can look at understanding who went to your website to self-serve and trying to tie back that customer information so that you can understand what happened. Maybe what you could do is maybe there's a tag that you use in your digital or social customer care program that lets you say, yes, this customer attached a document that's from the self-service portal so that we can see that the customer actually clicked that link, went over to self-service, and then subsequently you can see that the customer did not reach out to support chat or social customer care or the call center anymore but did go back to the website to find self-service information. It gets complicated on how it is that you track all that back, but it's very possible to do. These are ways that you're able to arrive at deflection numbers. As a matter of fact, pretty soon, I'm going to talk to you about how in your community, you can understand deflection by marking something as a verified answer. So stay tuned for that. It probably won't be until the new year that we get to talk about that. Maybe I can squeeze it in before then. Either way, these are things that you want to understand for your return on investment, cost per transaction, deflection. That feeds into your overall return on investment numbers where we get very high level and we say that the digital and social customer care program cost us X million of dollars. We spent however many million or $100,000 to run the program. And so then the return to us on the investment that we made in the program was X amount of dollars, whatever that might be. These numbers are fantastic to know. I will also tell you that when you are doing these calculations, just as Himadri Sarkar told us on 
episode 53, which is the return on investment of social media customer care, we not only want to make sure that we understand all of the costs involved in the return on investment, but we also want to understand the quality of the service that is delivered, right? So you want to understand from your quality assessment, whether you've got customer satisfaction scores, net promoter scores that you want to factor in, and then also what the customer reported back to you from your surveys about your quality, you want to make sure that you are serving customers well, and that you don't have customers contacting you in your digital space, and then just reaching out and calling your call center again, or reaching out in another way because it wasn't effective. So you want something that is of a good cost return, but you also want it to be good quality so that it's actually helpful and useful for your customers. Okay, so all of this information put together, the last thing I think we want to look at are next year's opportunities. So we have all of this information that we've just sort of been perusing, browsing through, making notes about. Now look for the areas of opportunity. What opportunity bubbles up to you based on this information in many different areas? In staffing, do you not have enough staffing? Do you need more staffing? Is there an opportunity for you to update processes or different procedures that you have? Is there an opportunity for better training? Do you need to open up some new channels? Do you need to close down some other channels? Do you need to put forth new initiatives? Are there ways that you could be more efficient? All of these are very great things that should be bubbling up as you're reviewing these reports. And I promise it's really just as easy as pressing print. I know that I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm probably going to say just print it out and get your highlighter out. Some of you who are millennials are like, what is she talking about printing stuff out? To me, it's helpful if you print it out and just start making notes and highlighting some things just bubble up to you. Have a conversation over coffee, especially if you're going to be in the office over the holiday season where it's kind of quiet in the office sometimes. Grab a colleague, head down to the cafeteria or to the coffee shop down the street, have a cup of coffee or tea and just talk it through because you never know what's going to come up. And this will really help you when we talk about your next year strategy in a hurry at the end of this week. Okay, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Because customer support communities create a compelling return on investment. If you're going through all of these reports and all of these numbers, I think that you'll be able to see if you currently have a support community that it pays for itself. It also makes sure that your customers have the support options they want. We've talked before in episodes that millennials are interested in having a different type of support than what has been available in the past. They not only want to be able to solve their own challenges by looking things up themselves online, but they also want to be able to connect with other customers and create relationships around your brand. They don't necessarily want to talk to somebody directly at the company. They want to have experiences, and part of your brand experience is around creating relationships related to your brand. So this is an important factor. Also, 
Don't forget when we talk about the return on investment that when you move those common support cases online, those resolutions that are marked as verified answers are comfortable for your customers to use again and again without needing to reach out to you. So it's sort of the gift that keeps on giving, speaking of Christmas, right? So these types of things are very important to consider when you're looking for community and why it would be important in your digital customer support portfolio. Make sure you head over to sociallysupportive.com slash intelligent, T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, and find out more about what they can do for you today. Okay, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I'll play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so we can continue to provide this great customer service online. And if you see a company who's doing a great job, let me know about it and I will reach out to whoever's running their program and see if we can get them on the show to tell us exactly how they're doing it. Okay. This has been a very special Christmas episode of the Socially Supportive Podcast for Manic Monday. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow, which is going to be Tech Tuesday. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche, and I am wishing you a very happy holiday, no matter which holiday you celebrate. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.